Matthew 13, 1 through 9. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold and some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who have ears to hear, let them hear. Verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receiveth the seed, the seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth the seed unto stony places, the saying is, he that heareth the word and, and with joy receiveth. Yet he have no root in himself, but endure for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, and by he is offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. And the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth the seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also bear fruit and bringeth fruit, bringeth forth some an hundredfold and some sixty and thirty. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus. I know. Sow us on good ground. Sow us on good ground, Father God, so that we would bear fruit. Father God, if we are in the thorns, don't let us be choked by the deceitfulness of riches. Give us strength to battle, Father God, to fight off anything that's in our life that is choking us. 
Father God, if we're planning on stony ground, Father God, give us the equipment to break the ground so we can get deep into the richness of Jesus Christ, our precious soil, so that we can grow, Father God. And, and so when the sun come out and when persecution come, we will be strong and enriched and be able to deal with it. Then, Father God, for us that are thrown on seed, thrown on, weight, on, on the hard path, Father God, we ask that you sweep us away from the hard path into the good ground, Father God, so the birds and the devil will, won't be able to just snatch us away. Snatch us away. Father God, help us today. Help us today. In Jesus' name, amen. What's the day? Oh, being radical. Man, we've been talking about Jesus. And have y'all, have y'all noticed something about Jesus' teachings that may be different from what we hear if we turn on the TV or the radio? Jesus had big crowds. Everywhere he went, he had big crowds. But, but he always spoke to the crowd in a way that that they can understand, but also let them know this ain't for everybody. Okay? This isn't for everybody. We looked at John 14, 6. And Jesus said to them, radical. This is one of our one of our one of our radical sermons we've been preaching in this service series. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. So Jesus is saying to so these followers, listen, I'm the only way to heaven. Okay? If you get involved with the ministry that I'm preaching and teaching and living, there ain't no others. There ain't no others. And you need to tell your loved ones who may be caught up in, in Catholicism or Islam or Judaism or the Mormonism. You need to tell them there ain't one way to heaven. Then he said, then he said to a group of people who were following him, he said, if you're going to follow me, you have to seek me first. Okay? And not only that, and you got to seek me in my righteousness. How about that? Then he told, he told a rich young ruler who, who came to him with all his stuff and wanted eternal life. He told him, he said, if you want it, it's going to cost you something. Matter of fact, he said it's going to cost you everything. He said, go sell all that you have and, follow, and give to the poor and follow me. He's letting these followers know that following Jesus Christ was costly. Was costly. He told another group in lesson number two, he says, if you're going to follow me, I got to be more important to you. More important to you than your father, than your mother. Then your wife and your children and your brethren and your sisters, yay, in your own life also. How about that? How would that go today at a mega church? Let's look at this parable. I've always said that understanding the parables is, is important. Understanding this parable is the key to understanding all parables. If you can get this parable, you, can, you really have the opportunity to know about all the parables. Because Jesus is saying, every person you see, 
is one of these types of soils. Okay? Every person you meet, I don't care where you meet them at, you can meet them at, in, in, at Walmart, you can meet them at Sam's Club, you can meet them at the, wherever you go. They're one of these soils. They're either wayside soil, that's hard, hard stuff. Anybody, anybody got some family folks like that? Anybody got some loved ones like that? They hard-headed. Hard-headed. How about that? You talk to them about the Lord, talk to them about being saved, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Matter of fact, they don't even want you around them. They don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. Nothing about getting their life together. Nothing about repentance. Nothing about God's grace or his mercy. They don't want to, they don't want to hear nothing. That's hard pan. Then the stony ground one. Some stony, there's a lot of stony ground ones. I'm, I'm sometimes wondering where most people who call themselves Christians, where they're at. I, I, they're between stony and thorny. I think most of Christianity would fall between stony and thorny. Not, not, not nobody in here, though. Okay. Stony ground. I mean, they, these are the ones that are excited. They get excited until they get around people, until they get around heat, until people question their, their Christianity, until they have an opportunity to, to, to talk about Jesus in, in, in a public saying, or, and they, 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 they wither. The parables were well understood. Jesus was speaking to people at a time with, 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 that would really understand what it meant to be a farmer, to be a sower, one that sold seed, okay? They, there's no dishonesty in a, par, in, a, in, a, in a parable. No one is deceived, no one is a trick, but here's what a parable does. It arrests you. What do you mean, Pastor. A parable, a parable will arrest you. It will, it will hit you right in the mouth. The prophets use parables. And one of the most famous parables of the Old Testament, we, we know what it was when Nathan told David, okay, you are the man. Who took that woman, one that took that man's one little sheep. David wanted to kill him for doing it. And then the parable arrested David. And David, David was apprehended. And David was never the same. David's life was never the same. Okay? So, so when we look at the parables, that's what we see. Let's look at this one. Let's look at this one. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's talk about the seed. The seed. A, a, a sower went out to do what? To sow seed. Okay? Seed is the word of God. That's what Luke calls it. The seed is the word of the kingdom. That's what Matthew called it. The seed is the word. Simply, the word is the seed. That's what Mark called it. Okay? Now, the sower... Normally in that culture, the sower was the least of all the people. So I, I know some, some people would say, well, the sower is the preacher. No, no, the sower is not the preacher. Okay? All of us in this room, 
can sow seed. Okay? And in that day, the children would be the sowers of the seed. Because all a sower did was they would strap a little bag around them and they would fill the bags with seeds. And after they had plowed the, 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 the ground, the sowers would go out, the little children, and just throw the seeds. Throw the seeds. The power wasn't in the sower. Okay? The power was where? In the seed. Okay? Now, there wasn't no man made seed. See, a lot of folks are preaching man-made seed. No, man-made seed is those psychology and philosophy and human wisdom. You get a lot of preachers now, they preaching politics and, and who to vote for and who not to vote for. And, and no, 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 no. No. That's lifeless seed. That's dead seed, okay? The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of the kingdom. The seed is the word. Simply put, we need to sow seed. I'm trying to sow seed. That's all I want to do. I don't have nothing to say. I don't have no, no, no worldly wisdom. Not for the pulpit. Not for the man of God who's standing in the pulpit. So we see the sower is anyone who knows the word of God. Maya could be a sower of seed. You know what she can say? You need Jesus. Okay, we teach our children, you know, what is the gospel? Jesus died for our sins and rose from the grave. When somebody asks you, they say, well, why do I need to be saved? We should have an answer, okay? Because only the righteous shall inherit the kingdom of God, okay? We should be able to tell somebody quite simply, salvation is necessary if we're going to go to heaven. Hmm, pretty cut and dry. Remember, Paul was having a confrontation at, with the Corinth church. He battled with the Corinth, the Corinthian church all the time. But, but they was battling Paul because the people had started following Paul. And, and a group of people was following Apollos. Apollos was a smooth teacher. Paul was kind of rough. And so the people started getting divided. And they said, well, I'm with Paul and I'm with Apollos. And, and then Paul had to correct them. This is why I love Paul. Paul had to correct the people. So in 1 Corinthians 3, in, in verse 5, Paul checked the people. He says, who then is Paul? And who is apostle? I mean, Apollos. Now watch what he says. But ministers, but ministers. That's all Paul is said he wants. He said, but ministers by whom ye believe. Even as the Lord gave to every man. Let me, let me say that again. Just so we get this. Okay. Every man, every woman is a minister. How about that? How about that? Well, but, well why don't you let ministers in the pulpit? See, I, 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 I hear that. I know I can hear that. Not nobody in here, but I hear people say, well, every man is a minister. What difference does it make? Because every minister is not a pastor. Okay? Watch this. Verse 6 of that same verse, 1 Corinthians 3, 5. Watch what Paul says. Paul didn't, Paul didn't just throw stuff out there. He explained what he said. He said, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Okay? So then, neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planted and he that watered are one. 
And every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor. Sort of reflect on what we was talking about this morning. For we are, I like this, laborers together with God. How about that? That's what Paul said. We are laborers together with, Paul, with God. And you are God's husbandry. And ye are God's building. Let me give you, let me give you this. How many of you know there's 16,000 ambassadors, American ambassadors, right now working all over the country, all over the world, rather, ambassadors. Ambassadors, ambassadors are people who go to other countries and tell the world about America. And they try to emphasize this beauty and emphasize the freedom of America, okay? Ambassadors aren't apostles. Ambassadors aren't prophets and prophetess. Ambassadors are people who work for God. That's all we are in here. If you want to, what's, what's the name we could have? Somebody, say, well, I don't want to call myself an apostle. I don't, I'm not call myself a prophet. You're an ambassador. Your job is to go out into the world and tell people about the kingdom of God. Okay? Now, how many here know much, how much an ambassador makes? If I was just to say a U.S. ambassador who was sent over to Egypt, you would think that that ambassador made hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. That's not so. The average income for an ambassador that's traveling overseas and doing all this work for the Lord is $16 an hour. Yeah. That's all they make. $16 an hour. Now, most of them are already millionaires. Most of them, now you become an American ambassador because you donated to the presidential campaign and the president he selects his own ambassador. So, you know, it's, 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 but the average pay is not much. I don't know what that, what that means to anybody. You don't get paid a whole lot for being an ambassador. You don't get paid a whole lot. You don't get paid a whole lot for serving God. It's, nothing, it's, something, it's not something you do for pay. Excuse me. Okay? It's not something you do for pay. All right. He's sowing seed. I had fun with this. When is the right time to plant? Paul says, preach the word. Be instant, in season, and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. But we, we plant different seeds in different times of year. My dad used to have a, he used to have a theory. You don't put your annuals out until the first day of May. Okay? Now that's, that's what she's thinking. Okay? You plant stuff in the wintertime. Certain flowers, certain plants you plant in the wintertime. Certain plants you plant in the fall time. Certain plants you plant in the summertime. Certain ones you plant in the springtime. But we don't have that opportunity as sowers of seed, we seed, we, we preach when necessary. Mm-hmm. We preach when necessary. We take every opportunity to preach. We take every opportunity that we have to give out knowledge of God. I get asked all the time. I, I don't even tell you how many funerals and memorial services I do in a month. But people ask me all the time, can you come speak? Can you come talk to us? Can you do my husband's funeral? Can you do my grandfather's funeral? Catholics. I, I say, I'm not Catholic. They say, well, we, we, we have, you have ministered to my loved one for the last year when you do this service. I, I, and know what I get to do? Know what I get to do? Preach the gospel? 
to a group of Catholics with kneelers in front of the casket. How about that? Y'all go to a funeral. Toya, I don't, I'll call you out. If you go to a funeral and, and, and before in front of the casket is a little bench, don't, don't put your knees on it. Don't get on it and do this. <laughs> Just saying. Let's look at the soils. We talk about the seed. Let's look at the soils. This is, let's look at this. This is interesting. Here's the soils. Okay? Let's look at the first one. Wayside. It's a, it's, a, it's a picture of a person with a hard heart. Jeremy was talking about when he was praying. You know, hard heart. How do we get a hard heart? How does a person get a hard heart? Think about some of the people we know. We know some folks with hard hearts. Okay? Hard heart. How did they get it? How do you get it? Well, the, 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 the universal answer would be sin. Sin will harden a heart. Okay? Let me give you some. Let me give you a couple. Self-destructive thoughts. How about that? Self-destructive thoughts. There's a lot of people who, who, who are down on themselves. Okay? I can never do this. I can never do that. Not again. I'll never trust nobody again. I mean, you, when you start having thoughts like that all the time, I'll never do this again. I'll never go there again. I'll never do this again. I'll never trust another man. I'll never trust another woman. That ain't good. That ain't good. There are people, well, I'm fat. I'm too black. I'm too short. I'm too tall. I'm too white. I'm racist. And people, I mean, you just hear all the time. Negative stuff. Now, the phones ain't helping nothing. Let me tell you something. Them, that internet ain't helping your self-esteem at all. You turn that mess on and you see some of the stuff that's going on in this world, it will scare you to death. Make you not want to leave the house. I saw some of this stuff, I, I, I was watching, I said, holy moly. Folks is going crazy. Just... Going crazy, and I don't even want to go into it because I don't want to have a hard heart. I want to still, I want to still be able to trust people a little bit. Okay, there's some people. There's some people get a hard heart because they just assume the worst out of everything. Everything they don't see the good in nothing. All they see is the bad in everything. How about that? Then they play the blame game. You get a hard heart when you play the blame game. Sometimes you got to own up. Sometimes you got to own up, okay? I was wrong. How about this one? I, I like the way they put it. Negative throwbacks. Now, I ain't talking about a hoodie. They start the young boys call hoodie throwbacks. Um, a negative throwback. Y'all touched so many things this morning in Sunday school. But, but, but a negative throwback is always bringing up your past. Always bringing up your past. That's a negative. I mean, that, that'll, make you, that'll make you have a hard heart. I tried that before. I've done that before. Listen. What has to happen? We're going we're gonna to talk about that soil. You got a hard, hat, hard heart. 
You're on hard ground. What happens when that word hits you? You don't even want it. You don't want nothing to do with it. You don't want nothing to do with it. Think about some people you would today that you could talk to and they would say, I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear nothing. They don't, I mean, they'll just cut you off. Okay? Y'all, y'all know I got, oh, I got a saying. I got a saying. Y'all know I got a saying. They'll take everything from you but the word. All right? All right? You, you, know, you take over a chocolate cake. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Grandpa. You take over a, a, a stack of wings. Hey, I cook, I cook too many wings. You know, I I'm bring, oh, thank you. These are delicious. Okay? Taking my Bible. Oh, look, I got some, I was at the bend and they had they had all these King James Bibles. <laughs> listen. Listen. Keep thy heart with all diligence. This verse came up last week too. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. That's some serious stuff. Be careful with your heart. Because it can get hard on you. You, you, sit here, you sit here and watch what's happening in our world today. Okay? Turn on the news. Ride down the road. People, people I mean, some of the bumper stickers I see. Some of the bumper stickers I see. they promoting hatred. Okay? I, I sit here and I say, you know, y'all know where I'm at politically. Well, you're not going to see me with a FJB on my car. F Joe Biden. I don't have that kind of hate. We're not talking about that. People got flags in the yard. F Joe Biden. Come on, man. What's the word of God say? Think about it. What's the word of God say? Whether you like it or not. Pray for those in authority. Pray for those in leadership. Pray for those who have the rule over you. What's that? Why is that important? Unless, unless you believe that your prayers are ineffective, then you don't need to be praying for nobody. Okay? And you don't need to be praying for me if you can't pray for Joe Biden. You don't need to be praying for me if you can't pray for President Trump. You don't need to be praying for nobody if you can't pray for who the Bible tells you to pray for. Just leave it alone. I, and listen, I would pray for you, but I got so much hate in my heart right now. I, it ain't a good time for me to pray. And that's biblical. The Bible says if a brother or sister finds himself in an ark, you who are spiritual. spiritual, really meaning you who are right with God. And being right with God means being right with his word. Because it is the word of God. It's the seed, is the word of God. So, so you tell me you're right with God, but not right with your brothers and sisters. Uh-oh. Something ain't right. Paul had this problem in the, with the Colossian church. He was talking to the Colossian church. They had hard hearts. They had hard hearts. And Paul had a word for them. They, they, see, Paul wasn't popular. You don't know these preachers today. Popular. You, if you tell me you're popular, you ain't preaching nothing. That's it. You just talking, talking loud and saying nothing. Here's what Paul had to say. Imagine this. Imagine this. Here's Paul, Colossians 3.8. Obviously, 
They have some mean people in this church. Some bad people in this church. Okay? Some lying folks in this church. Y'all, be, y'all ain't no church like that. Y'all, y'all been around. See, this congregation been around. Y'all been around. Y'all been in some church with full of liars. Full of, full of angry people. I talked to a, a pastor the other day. I talked to a pastor the other day. And he was just distraught. He, he seen me at a funeral and he said, Brother Neil, man, I got, I got some folks that giving me the blues. You know what I told him? Preach the word. Okay? You preach the word. Instant, in season, out of season. And then I, then I, I must have had a Bible with me. I said, you know, you know what I told you back in the day? Okay? I said, everybody that preached this word got the heads cut off, sewn in half. They were martyred. So don't try to be slick. This ain't popular. He's like, thank you, brother. See, that's it. This is a standard answer for me. Okay? The Bible says, always have an answer for those who ask for the hope that's in you. You know, if I'm preaching and everybody like it, I rethink it. Here's Paul. Let me get back to Paul. These folks is angry at at the church. They they lying to one another, acting like acting like their old selves, but saying they Christians. How about that, Deacon Jeremy? They acting they acting like they say, but they 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 talking like they say, but they acting like they wasn't. Colossians three eight. And they asked him Paul at Bible study. Somebody asked him Bible study. What we need to do? What we need to do? Here's Paul gave him an answer. Here, but now you also put off all these. They weren't ready for this answer. Put off all these. Anger. How about that? Wrath and malice and blasphemy and filthy communication out of your mouth. Now he's talking to the church. The Colossian church. He's he's talking to a church that he planted. And he got to tell them maybe six months later, y'all acting like heathens. Huh? Y'all acting like y'all don't know the Lord. Then he gets in verse 9. Stop these, put off these, stop lying to one another. Seeing that you put off the old man with his deeds. He's saying, since you acting like you saved, you talking like you saved, but you lying to one another, you're blaspheming, you're full of malice and wrath and anger. And then here's your answer, he says in verse 10. And have put on the new man. Put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created. Stony ground. Stony ground. You ever meet somebody named Stony? I had a friend named Stony. Couldn't tell him nothing. Stony. <laughs> Think about it, seriously. You know, you're, you, you're, you, know you, you nickname your kid Stony because he's hard-headed. Stony. Couldn't tell him nothing. Listen, some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. How about that? And forthwith they sprung up, and because they had no deepness of earth. Now this gets this gets this gets violent. This is a violent sermon. 
This is a really, a, this, is, this is, had to be troublesome. Listen at the words. Don't just read the Bible. Read it with, with vigor and read it with the fierceness that it is. Watch. Some fell on stony places. That, that meant in Palestine, everybody would have known what that meant. That meant the ground, the ground, maybe three inches below the ground was all rock. Okay? All stone. Okay? And, and some seed fell on stony ground. And for if they sprang up real quick, real quick, because they had no deepness of earth. Watch this now. These next two is real interesting. And when the sun was up, okay, it's getting ready to go into the 90s next week. All right, now all next week is supposed to be in the 90s. Out in Las Vegas and Texas and Arizona, it's been 115 degrees just about all summer. Then at night, it's, it's 100 degrees at night. Okay? You know, let me tell you something. Ain't nothing green out there. No. Ain't nothing green out there. Everything is what? Scorched. Everything is scorched. Watch. And when the sun was up, that means setting high, 12 noon, high noon, hottest time of the day. Woman at the well. Now, they're going to the well because they know ain't nobody going to be there. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. Anybody ever been scorched? Anybody ever been burnt real bad? Anybody ever been cooking something and threw the spaghetti in the boiling water too much and it splashed up on you? Oh, yeah. Man. Scorched. And they were scorched. Jesus is talking about people. He's talking about people who, who have no depth, no word in them. And when they go out in the public with this, oh, yeah, I got saved last night. Oh, I got saved last night. Okay? And when these heathens that they used to run with see them, okay, they scorch them. Scorch them with persecution. They scorch you with persecution. Man, you on that? Man, we, we getting high tonight. We drinking tonight. We chasing women tonight. We chasing boys tonight. I mean, they, they ain't giving you no break. And they took this fake Christianity out into the world and they were scorched. They were scorched. They were scorched. Let me tell you something. A lot of preachers they love stony ground hearers. They love stony ground hearers because they, 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 get the, they get them folks rolling in the church. They ain't teaching them nothing, but they get them rolling in the church. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? The church is hopping around, hopping around, hopping around. God is good. Your miracle is on the way. Your blessing is on the way. Your healing is on the way. Your miracle is coming. Amen, brother. Amen. Ain't nothing coming. Ain't no miracle coming. Matter of fact, you go to the doctor two weeks later and find out you got cancer. And you're scorched. That, that, that preacher told me I had a miracle on the way. You go out and buy 20,000 lottery tickets and don't hit not one. Mega. You, you don't got tickets. Mega. Blessing on the way ain't hit nothing. Broke is a joke. Broke is a joke. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. 
Check what you own. Check what you own. Because this flesh ain't nothing to joke with. Stony ground ain't nothing to joke with. Jesus had a lot of followers, and Jesus just kept it real. He kept it real. Me and Amaya, I had eight trees taken down in my yard. In our yard, Cindy's yard. Cindy's yard. She don't come outside and work in the yard like she used to. She used to help me. Now she plant flowers and get in the house. She won't get on that zero turn. Me and Amaya, we plant seeds, trying to grow grass. You know what happened? I put the seed down, the grass came up and didn't have no water. Burn it, scorched it. So now I gotta go out, I buy, I had to buy hoses and water, all this stuff, sprinkler system, just to get that grass to grow. Because for that grass to grow, that seed had to be nurtured. And that seed had to have enough water where it could go down into the earth and then withstand the heat. The heat. And this is what we do. This is what we do on Wednesday night. This is what we do on Sunday morning. This is what we do on Sunday school, Sunday afternoons, whatever. We're trying to get deep. We're trying to break that stone and ground so we can get deep because we're getting ready to deal with some stuff. Digging Jeremy going to that plant, he got to deal with some stuff. Some of y'all going into them offices full of all them renegade, God-hating folks. You got to be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. And you got to understand that a lot of persecution is blessings. You don't hear nobody talking about, you know, the blessings of persecution. Nobody talks about that. You ain't going to hear none of these mega churches talking about the blessing of persecution. They talking about live your best life right now. No. Here's Jesus. Matthew 5, 10. Watch Jesus. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How about that? How about that? Blessed are they that are persecuted. What are, what are you talking about, Jesus? That don't sound like fun. You didn't say it was fun. He said, you want to get to heaven? The road to heaven is through persecution. Blessed are they. Blessed are ye, verse 11, when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my same sake. Now the average person the average person who not rooted, who's on stony ground, who's not rooted, when they start getting some of that persecution, some of that heat, they start fighting back. They, they lose their religion. Hey, well, one guy tried to, he, he, he sang a song. I, he said, I, I'm trying to stay saved. I'm trying to stay saved. He trying to, I'm trying to hold on to my religion. Yeah. Here's what Jesus says. When they, when they say all manner of evil against you falsely, he says this. You weren't expecting this, was you? Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Be exceedingly glad because that's confirmation. When you can handle the heat, you can handle the persecution, you can handle the hatred, you can handle the lies and still praise and worship God and righteousness. You got something to rejoice about. Amen. He said, rejoice. No. And then he said, not only rejoice, but be exceedingly glad. Why? Why, Jesus? They, it's, it's, it's rough down here. No, it ain't, 
انہوں for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which went before you he said when you get persecuted for righteousness sake when people are slamming you and hating on you and you, if for righteousness sake you in good company Amen. you in good company paul says if we suffer we shall also reign with him if we deny him he will also deny us about amen, that amen. how about that here's what here's, here's quickly moving up the charts of, of pastor neil's one of his favorite verses first peter 5 10 here we go but the god of all grace who have called us into his eternal glory by jesus christ after you have suffered a while how about that make you perfect Establish, strengthen, and settle you. I ain't get to do all this today. Let's get to the thorny ground. Let's get to the thorny ground. Stay with me. Stay with me. Ain't nobody here going to the camp fair today. So it didn't run all the way to nine o'clock, so y'all got plenty of time. And some fell among the thorns. Uh-oh. Y'all remember when we was out there, when I first came to the church and Margaret had us out there cleaning up? And we was in them thorns? Okay. And them thorns were wrapping around our legs. All of us had good enough sense. I hope Roy listened to this message. All of us had good enough sense. We all had on jeans and dickies and stuff. Roy, Roy wasn't ready to work. He came, showed up. He thought, I don't know what he thought. I don't think Margaret put out a, the memo. The memo wasn't plain enough. So Roy came with shorts. And when he left, them thorns had ate him up. Okay? Because them thorns grabbed around your leg. You couldn't get them off. We had to cut some of them off. And I mean, even with Dickies on and Timberland boots, that was a rough day. Okay? Let me tell y'all something. Now, now the last, the last soil, the Bible says it scorched them. All right, burn them up. That's a that's like Maui over in Hawaii. I mean, that whole city got scorched. I'm just saying, it's just strong language. Strong language. Jesus using for people who not rooted in the Word of God. Now he gets to these ones that's in the thorns. This is fascinating to me. And it says, and some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprung up. Sprung up and choked them. That's deep, ain't it? Mm-hmm. I ain't never been choked. I ain't never been choked. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know who anybody in here ever been choked. I've seen people getting choked. I've seen working in a prison. I've seen inmates choking people, and we had to. We had to use whatever force necessary to get them loose. I had an officer being choked out by an inmate, and everybody standing around. Standing around. Got that radio. Bam! Oh, that broke the chokehold. See? <laughs> but see, when you're in a situation like that, it's whatever force is necessary. But here's my point. Here's my point. Before, in order for you to be choked by someone, that person has to be stronger than you. Or catch you by surprise. Okay? That's not the, that's not the case here. 
Jesus is saying, and some fell among the thorns. And the thorns sprung up and choked them. That's some strong stuff. You know what them thorns represent? Our fleshly desires. Our lusts and our desires, the things that we love, the things that we love, but we do that don't give God glory. And so when, when, when we put that word on them things and that word start questioning some of our behaviors, questioning some of our desires, questioning some of our lusts that don't want to give up, don't want to give them up, don't want to, them thorns get mad. It's a picture of an angry, an angry relationship with Satan. And then when, when we tell Satan, listen, I'm done. I'm not serving you no more. I'm not drinking no more. I'm not smoking no more. And they're like, you want to choke you. Don't do what I say. I told my flesh, me and Jeremy, we told our flesh. I said, Jeremy, I said, three weeks, I'm, I'm going to lose. I'm getting down to 225. And my flesh said, you ain't doing nothing like that. <laughs> you ain't stopping eating nothing. We're going to eat and drink and be merry. Like I said, I'm losing. I'm losing this weight. You know, I got down to 227. I was sending Jerry in post. I got down to 230. And my flesh was like, no, bro. You ain't losing another pound. <laughs> and September 1st came, I was 227. But I told my flesh, I'm going down. I'm going to get this 225. Amen. All right? I'm going to add two more weeks on it. I'm going to get you. <laughs> I was so, I was like, ooh, this, I mean, this, this I mean, Cindy, Cindy sitting there. Oh, I'm going to try this. Pineapple, pineapple cream ice cream. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there. And Maya, slice of pizza. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, my, I'm, and my flesh is mad. My flesh is angry. And I go, I go drink me some water, go down there and get on the scale. <laughs> Take me another diet drink. And I'm serious. The flesh is angry. Thorns represents the things the flesh love to do. And the thorns represent the power that they have. Y'all, listen, I'm going to tell y'all something. Y'all want to try it? Everybody in here, I'm looking around. I, I don't, everybody in here can lose 10 pounds. Everybody in here can lose 10 pounds. That's you too, Toya. And just try it. And you want to, you know, just two days, because the flesh going to be whooping on your mind. Like, you gonna, you, I mean, I didn't realize how much junk I had in my house. I mean, every refrigerated bags of chips, popcorn, peanuts, candy bars, Snickers, gummies. I mean, <laughs> temptations. Okay, flesh ain't nothing to play with. Now watch, watch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about this choking just for a second. Okay. To choke someone, you have to be angry. Okay, you have to be real angry. To choke somebody. Matter of fact, matter of fact, you know, you have to be seriously thinking about killing somebody. All right? All right? Back in the day, back in the 70s, the Cleveland police had what they had called the chokehold. And they got sued big time. 
Because they was choking brothers out up there. And then we talking about Eric Garner. Y'all, y'all, heard, y'all probably heard the name Eric Garner. He's a brother up in New York that was selling cigarettes in a spot that he wasn't supposed to. And they came and choked him out. All right? Okay? Now, Karina ain't here, but when I started her watching wrestling, I love me some wrestling. But one of my favorite wrestlers was the Big Show. The Big Show and The Undertaker. They both was famous for their chokeholds. I mean, The Undertaker just grab you. He's seven foot tall and just grab you by the neck. Pick you up in, in the choke slam. And then he would just slam you. I'm sitting here like, that's the impression I got when, when Jesus was telling this, choke you. Choke you. The flesh. Let me tell you all about the flesh. I'm, I'm, I, I don't have to hit the other one real hard. But I want, I want you all to turn here to Galatians 5.19. Because you can write it down. You can write it down. I'm just reading right out of it. It says, now the works of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh. The flesh work. Now the, the flesh is always at work and, and are manifest. I mean, I mean, it's easy to be seen. You can, listen, you can look at a person, especially those that don't know the Lord, and see the flesh at work. It's visible. Okay? Not only the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they sashay around, you can look at them and tell that they are fleshly. I'm not being judgmental. Maybe I am a little. Okay? But you can look at somebody and say, they fleshy. Can you? Nobody give me no amen. Fleshy. Now, the lusts of the flesh are manifest. Here's, here's Paul. Which are these? Adultery. Fornication. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. Lasciviousness means just... This sin compound, just the most awful sin that you can do. Lasciviousness means you're doing it to the ump degree. Okay? Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations. That one got my attention. That one got my attention. When I'm I'm studying, I'm thinking about you guys. Okay? Emulations. I said, hmm. What does that mean? Okay? What does that mean? Here's what emulations mean. Paul said various emulations. Emulations mean it's a, a thirst for human praise. How about that? It's a thirst for human praise. Praise. It's, it's, it's the, the, the man of God, the woman of God, a person that wants to praise a man. Yeah. They want to be applauded by men. They want men to like them. They want to be liked to the point that they would sell their souls. Emulations. Emulations. Okay? Emulations. Wrath. Strife, seditions, heresies. I'm not going to explain them all to you. This is a good Wednesday night, though. Envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling. What? Reveling got my attention, too. Reveling got my attention, too. I I, I just wanted a real theological understanding of reveling. Here's what I got. They were feasts. They were feasts. As were accompanied with music and dancing and whatever could 
promote amusement, pleasure, hilarity, and playfulness. Mm-hmm. How about that? Reveling. Reveling. People ask me all the time, you know, you know, go on a cruise. I ain't cruise material. I, I'm just not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with going on a cruise, but I ain't cruise material because at some point, them folks gonna gonna make me want to get off that ship. <laughs> I'm just being honest, okay? At some point, somebody gonna make me want to jump off that ship. I'm just telling you. Alright, right, here we go. Last one. Last one. I don't know how far I am with this. Last one. Last one. Last type of soil. Good soil. Good ground. Good ground. And their name was planted on good ground. And this ground produced a 30, 60, and a hundredfold. Thought about y'all again. Well, I'm teaching today, just teaching today. And you know, one of the churches that I that I uh, candidated for in, in in Youngstown, and and they asked me to come and preach, and I preached there probably probably ten times. And and you know, when they went to select their pastor, they said, "We don't, we don't, we want a preacher. You more of a teacher. We want a preacher." Okay. And and they've had like five pastors since then, but they, they still ain't found them yet. But, but here's, here's a good one. We got to know a hundredfold, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Okay? That doesn't mean 100%, 60%, or 30%. Okay? So if somebody gave you $100, okay? And, and you grew that $100, 100%, how much would you have? $200. Okay? Now, if the same person gave you $100 and that $100 grew a hundredfold, how much would you have? Keep thinking. You would have $10,000 because a hundredfold would be 10 times as much as 100. Okay? So, so Jesus is not saying, I want you to just double for your trouble. He's saying, even that person who you gave $100 and it grew 30-fold, he still got what? 3000 Am I correct? And a person who has 60-fold, he will be what? 6000 And then 100-fold will be 10000 He's saying, this is remarkable. What we can do when we on good ground. When we on good ground. I just pray... Be close for the day, and I, and I, and I, 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 I hit the surface, but I understand. We gotta make sure we're on the right ground. We gotta make sure we're on the right soil. We know, I know, ain't none of us on here on hard pan because you wouldn't even be here. Okay, listen, Margaret, know this. You don't have to nurture weeds. We weeds don't need no watering. They don't need no. There's nothing you can go to the store. You can't go to Ace Hardware or Home Depot and say, "I need something to help me grow my weeds." They don't need nothing. And and I think the church. When I hear someone say, "I don't need a church. I don't need Sunday school. I don't need Bible school," you know what I think? Know what I know what comes to my mind? 
I'm, I'm talking about, I'm dealing with a weed. Uh-huh. A weed. You a weed. Okay? And, and, a, and a weed don't need nothing to grow. Okay? A weed don't need nothing to grow, but a weed, a weed is not going to produce good fruit. Not going to produce good fruits. It's going to be a weed. It's going to be a weed. Oh. You know, when, when, we, was, when, we, was, when we had Karina... And, and the Veggie Tales was popular back then. And one of the ones that we used to watch, Cindy and I used to watch, I think we got more out of it than Karina. And one of the, we used to buy the little, they weren't videos back then, they was like HD big old things, VHS. VHSs. And then one of the ones that was popular was the Rumor Weed. You know, I'm a Rumor Weed. You know, they say, I'm a Rumor Weed, I'm a Rumor And they, they'd be growing all through the cracks. Anywhere there was a crack of dirt, a Rumor Weed came up and choked out anything that was good. That's a, Y'all look that up on YouTube. Um, amen. <laughs> amen. Precious Lord, in the name of Jesus, don't let us be rumor weeds. Amen. Don't let us be rumor weeds. And, and we on stony ground, Father God, get us off of stony ground. Give us the desire to want to break that stony ground and go down deep into the surface, into the earth, Father God, where Jesus at. You said in your word, you said in Psalms 1, we, we want to be like that tree. We want to be like that tree that was planted by the rivers of water. One that never left his leaves. Father God, give us that. Give us that. And if we on thorny grounds, Father God, let us, Holy Ghost, weed our gardens. Let us stop hanging around folks and being around folks that's choking the life with us. Choking us. Taking all our juice. Taking all our our vibrancy, all our energy, yes. sucking us dry. Yes. Father God, let us be on good ground. Yes, Lord. Let us be on good ground, Father God. Yes. So when folks come around us, folks hang out with us for a day, hang out with us for an hour, hang out with us for a month. Father God, they will be better, they'll be stronger because they will be a, a, around good soil. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's it's communion time. Amen. Turn that off.